Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to episode 8 of NBA Holes. My name is Joe Connors with my co-host, Mr. Dave Hendrick. How are you, my friend? I'm good, sir. How are you today? Not too bad. So Dave and I had a whole agenda we were going to do, and that kind of got knocked to the side because right before we were about to record, literally maybe an hour or two before, we've learned that Kyrie Irving has been traded to the Boston Celtics. Um, something that you and I talked about, we thought made sense, but maybe we didn't think would happen because these guys are rivals. But, uh, so Kyrie Irving goes to the Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, anti Zizic, I think I'm saying that name right. Mm -hmm. And the 2018 Nets pick, which is unprotected by the way. So first off, let me get your initial reaction to that trade. I like this trade and I like it for both teams. Um, I like it for Boston because I don't think you're giving up the farm. I've seen a lot of people say, oh, they paid a premium. And fair enough. Isaiah Thomas is a good player. He's also a free agent next year. He's going to want the max, and you don't want to be the team that give him the max. Jay Crowder is a good player. He's also a free agent next year. And he's going to want pretty big money that you don't really have. Um, Ante Zizic, we don't know what he is yet. So he could be very good. He might be awful. Who knows? A, a lot of guys that watch Euroball say he's very good. Others have said he's not really suited to the NBA. We'll see what happens with him. If he turns out to be good, good for Cleveland. Sorry, Boston. Um, and that Nets pick. Look, worst case scenario, the Nets suck and it's the number one pick. But I don't think the Nets are going to suck that badly this year. I, I think they're going to be a pretty okay team and I think that pick might fall somewhere in the 6-8 to eight range so mm. you're giving that up and you're getting in arguably the second best player in the Eastern Conference he's certainly in the top 3 or 4 he's in his you know he's a young guy he hasn't even entered his prime yet he's a guy now with a lot to prove who's going to want to come in and make this his team and lead this team to, to championships I'm assuming Danny Ainge hasn't pulled the trigger on this without looking into Kyrie's personality and, you know, his his mentality and his mindset and stuff. So I like this trade for Boston because, in my opinion, if you have a backcourt of Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, you're trending very much in the right direction. They managed to keep hold of Brown and Tatum. And they've, yeah. still got, they've got Al Horford, they've got Morris, and we'll talk later about maybe moves they could make. But they've still got most of their assets left. They've got that Lakers pick too. So I don't think they've given up the farm to get him. From a Cleveland point, the reason I like this is because LeBron James is leaving next year. And Cleveland can afford then to give Isaiah Thomas the like the max that he wants. And build around Isaiah and Kevin Love with, with Crowder and with um, Tristan Thompson. They're not going to win any titles. But at the same time, 
that's a team that can at least be competitive and make the playoffs year after year and at least give Cleveland a watchable product, unlike the last time LeBron left town. And if you think Isaiah Thomas won't stay in Cleveland, you're out of your mind. He will absolutely stay in Cleveland. If they offer him the money he wants, there's no question he'll stay there. So I like this for both teams. I think Crowder's a good fit there. Zizic might turn out to be something... Like, they're going to be horrible defensively because because Love and, and Thomas together will be something you just can't play against the likes of Golden State. But in the East, they'll still have far too much for most of the teams. Yeah, I'm kind of... So I'll give my take on both sides of it. I, I'll say this for Cleveland. For a guy who came out and said, I want to be traded publicly, and this has been known for, what, close to two months now? Month and a half? They got a pretty damn good return. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give them that. I, I like the unprotected, unprotected pick. Now, like you said, they're bad. The Nets are bad. But how bad are they going to be? We don't know. But it's still a lottery. You just it, It's too much unknown. If it's a number one pick, then that trade could look phenomenal for Cleveland in the long run. But if it's the... 6th, 7th, or 8th, or the 5th, maybe not so good, because next year's draft is really top-heavy. Yeah, there's like three With, or four elite players. And yeah, and play. yeah, and, and those guys are legit, could be NBA superstars, and that's mm. not me just talking that. They're, they're legit next year in that draft. Um, Jay Crowder's a nice piece. Zizic, you just don't know what you're going to get. And Isaiah Thomas is the big wild card for them. I do agree with you. If they, whoever, offer his, whoever offers him the max... He's going to take it. He knows his his career. He knows he doesn't have a whole lot of time. He's going to get those injuries because he's a little guy. Um, and that does a five nine shoot first point guard who can't play yeah. defense. Exactly. Um, and, and take Cleveland the numbers. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, and Cleveland's not going to be left empty handed. They again, like we both agreed, we we think LeBron's leaving. There's no. It, he's not making any bones about it. He hasn't came out and refuted anything. So you lose him. Kyrie wanted to leave because he's smart enough to realize what's going on. Maybe Cleveland ends up sending Kevin Love somewhere. Who knows? Um, because he really doesn't. I mean, maybe not this year, maybe the year after. Maybe even this year because you never know at the NBA. Uh, but for Boston, it makes a ton of sense. Kyrie Irving's a great player. Mm. Uh, I hate it because I'm a Sixers fan and I, I can't stand the Boston Celtics and Boston fans make me sick to my stomach. I was watching your conversation with that. Jay Neasy Foshizi, who is um, a good guy. He he, okay. is a good guy, but he but he is going to have to learn to love Kyrie. Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, he he just yeah he he's a little off base there, and that's okay. He'll he'll see when they start playing how much better of a player that Kyrie Irving is than Isaiah Thomas, especially uh, under a real coach. Yeah, that's the other thing. And now you know Kyrie's he's going to a team that's very good, like you said, Gordon Hayward. Um, we'll talk about pieces later, but I, yeah, I like it better for Boston, obviously. I, and I don't know why, I don't know how you could really argue that mm. because they're, they're, what it boils down for, to for me is they're getting the best player. Yeah. So they win the trade. Absolutely. Yeah. And here's, that's that with trades. Here's the thing. Um, I, I was thinking like, what will Boston's lineup look like? And as we stand, as we sit here tonight talking about this, you could argue that they could roll out a couple of different, Lineups, but just say, for example, they go with Kyrie, Hayward, Brown, Tatum, and Al Horford. That's going to be very, very hard to defend against. It very will. hard to defend against. And what about Cleveland? Everybody assumes Isaiah is going to be the point guard. But what if LeBron is the point guard, and Isaiah is the two, and Crowder is the three, Love is the four, and Thompson's the five? I think that's a really good team as well. Oh, they're still both very good teams. So, well, while I, I think this has closed the gap, I still think Cleveland are going to win the East because they have LeBron James. That's it. And unless Boston somehow can find a way, and they have the pieces to do it, so if they can find a way to get another star player in, you know, and maybe come the deadline, there's noises from New Orleans that... Anthony Davis wants to go, and maybe they can find a way to get him. Well, then all of a sudden the power goes to Boston. But as things stand right now, Cleveland are still the best team. But Boston have put themselves right there. And 
if if Cleveland had an injury to a Kevin Love or to Isaiah, all of a sudden Boston could could find a way to beat Cleveland over seven games. See, I, yeah, I, I maybe, but here's the thing that concerns me with the Boston side that I mean you're probably thinking about, but we haven't talked about it yet is. Doesn't it concern you a little bit that they lose, Boston loses a lot of defense and Crowder, and they already got rid of Avery, Avery Bradley? Avery concerns me more than Crowder because, but, but I think Smart is ready to step up and take on more of a role. Also having Hayward in means Bradley wouldn't have been starting anyway. Smart steps in and does, I think, potentially a better defender than Avery Bradley in, in two to three years. They they keep him. They may not keep him. Um, Brown steps in for Crowder, and I think he can be a better defender and a better offensive player. I think if Boston developed Brown properly, they could be looking at a Jimmy Butler-type player. I think he's that good. I think he's got that much upside. Okay. Um, and and if, look, if Tatum, if they can develop him into a Paul Pierce or like a a 90% of mellow type of guy, even 80% of mellow, but he's probably not 90%, but he might be 80% of mellow. They're going to be really hard. And I think they have, after the obvious ones like Pop and Rick Carlisle, mm-hmm. I think Brad Stevens is the best coach in the league after those two guys. Yeah, he's a fantastic coach and he's proven it. He, he, you know, I, he is a genius at diagramming plays. Yeah, which he Kyrie is. has never seen before. Cause oh no no well, he's had LeBron. Was, yeah exactly and Blatt was system system system. Mm-hmm. Tyron Lue is give it to LeBron LeBron you figure it out and the, the the shit show that they had before LeBron came back isn't worth discussing. Plus he was a rookie he hasn't seen real play calling since he played at Duke. Coach K yeah with Coach K and who's the man many people say would be the one to replace Coach K well, was Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens yeah. So I think. Um, Gigantic Duke fan, so I'd be all for that. Yeah, I think Kyrie, I think he's going to explode next year. I think we're looking at him maybe being a top six or seven player in the league next year. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like This this gives him such incentive because he doesn't like LeBron. And I don't think LeBron likes him. And it gives him incentive to go, you know what, now I'm going to beat your team's ass. Now, I I don't know if they can. I, I, I don't know. I mean, teams have to gel. NBA basketball matters, but you and I both know it doesn't really matter until like you're in that latter third, latter third part of the season where you're just like, all right, we've come together, let's rest some players, let's get into the playoffs. So I'm going to put you on spot. Who comes out of the East as as the teams are right now? Cleveland. Okay. Un- unless Boston make another move or Cleveland has an injury, it's Cleveland. Okay, so let's talk about the other move that we both literally just shouted out before the pod. Um, Nerlens Noel is still a free agent. Yeah, he makes sense to go to Boston. Um, Tons of sense. And now they need another they need another contract because now they're down a player. So I don't know what kind of money he's looking for. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. I think you th- I think you think high, more highly of him than I do, but I do think he's a good player. Um, so if they sign him. Does he put them over the top for Cleveland for you, or are you still in the... I think, I think he might. I think okay. he, he has the potential to be an elite rim protector. I think you could, under the right coaching, I think Nerlens Noel could be the Tyson Chandler of this era of the NBA. He needs to get stronger, but I mean, physically, athletically, he's a freak. He, I think he reads things quite well. I think he's got a good understanding of scheme. And I think if you put him into Boston with the players, and especially next to Al Horford, and Al Horford will tell him where to stand, what to do, I think that kind of mentorship would help him take his game to another level. And all of a sudden, you're moving, like, you line them up. Nerlens Noel is a bigger, better version of Tristan Thompson. I would rather have Al Horford than Kevin Love because he can play defense. I would rather have Jalen Brown than Jay Crowder. I would rather have Kyrie than um, Isaiah Thomas. You'd obviously rather have LeBron than Gordon Hayward, but 
Gordon Hayward's still a really good player. Oh and, yeah, and they've got depth. And Cleveland has some depth. J.R. Smith, um, Shump, Zizic now if he comes over, they'll have some depth. But not like Marcus Smart, uh, Tatum. You know, the, these are guys that can really make a difference. They could. And and Morris, of course, they got from Detroit in the Bradley tra- trade. So I think if they could add a Nerlens Noel type, and like he's not an Anthony Davis, he's not like that elite oh, level. He's even close. two yeah. levels below that maybe. But from the pure defensive side of things, I think he would make them favourites because I think with him on the floor, you just run pick and roll. Just one pick and roll. That guy as a role man would be insane if used correctly. And with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, you've got two guys who run the pick and roll really, really well. And then you flip it around and look at Cleveland. All they have to do is, if they can find a way that they can get Ke- lure Kevin Love and Isaiah Thomas into the same pick and roll, like mm-hmm. that's easy buckets. Easy all buckets day. all day. You, they're going to have to take one of those guys off the floor, which is fine. But now whoever comes in is not nearly the scorer that either of those guys are, and I think that does tip the tip the balance of power towards Boston. Plus, this Boston team is very young. Barrel Al, Al Horford. See, if mm-hmm. they don't get over the hump this year, LeBron is gone next year, and he's going west. Boston are positioning themselves for when LeBron James leaves. They are going to be. Yep. The dominant force. Your guys might get there. Milwaukee might get there. Washington might get there. They're already there. They are. They and are. Nerland's Noel would be, you know, the crown on top for them. And he would make me sick to my stomach having to watch that. Not because I think he's a good player or a great player, but just because, you know, again, I, I, I don't want to see the Celtics succeed, although I, I just. I don't know. I can't fathom if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, why do you trade to the Boston Celtics? Like I, I, I can't wrap my head around why you would do even I understand people say, well, that's the best deal. Yeah. But but do you do you want to strengthen your your I know this year they're gonna be their biggest challenger in the East. Hmm. And we both think LeBron's gone, so they're obviously long term planning going, okay, this guy's leaving. We're not gonna get anything for him. And Kyrie, this is the best deal. But something doesn't sit well with me that they traded him to the Boston Celtics. I, I just don't I don't like that. It is, is an odd it is an odd one. But see, there hasn't been many teams strongly linked, and there hasn't been many teams who've negotiated with them. The Timberwolves did talk to them, but the Timberwolves weren't willing to put Wiggins on the table, and they can't use Jeff Teague until I think December. December, yeah. And I just don't think Cleveland were prepared to wait that long. I think they wanted Kyrie out and gone now. Which might say something about his character. Maybe they were worried that he'd become kind of a toxic, a toxic Possibly. apple in the barrel. But uh, I don't well, know. It's weird kind of to, trade, to make this trade. It's, it's weird. Yeah, I just... I mean, apparently Phoenix, like the Phoenix Suns were very interested. They didn't want to part... Like I was listening to Woj, they didn't want to part with Josh Jackson. I don't understand that at all. If you could get Kyrie Irving, I would drive Josh Jackson to Cleveland. So yeah. I don't understand that. Like it's it's not like we're if Kyrie Irving was like thirty three, yeah. then I know that Kyrie well, Irving. I think 20. they're thinking that perhaps if they got Kyrie and kept kept Jackson, I think they I think Marquise Chris was another one they took off the table. Yeah. Um, it was mainly centered around, I think, Eric Bledsoe and more of the veterans. I think, like, Bender, Chris, and, and Jackson were the three. They were just like, no, no way. And, and Devin Booker, they weren't going to trade him. And I think they were kind of looking at, if you've got a Kyrie, Devin Booker backcourt, you're going to need real defense from your wing and your power forward. Chris mm-hmm. has real potential defensively. And I think, I think, Jackson might be the best player in this draft. Like I, I, I know you guys got got Fultz, and you're hoping he's the best guy in the draft. But long term, Jackson might be the best player in this draft. And maybe they're looking at that and thinking, yeah, Kyrie's good, but maybe this guy is going to be better. And 
he, I think he's going to be great with Booker anyway. I think Jackson Booker is going to be a fantastic win combination for them. Yeah, and Woj also said that Denver had a lot of interest, but they wouldn't depart with Jamal Murray, which I, I that's again, a weird one. I, I, and this is coming from Dave. You know Woj. Mm. He, he he has the, so the it's best fact. Like that's if what I'm Woj saying. Woj says it, or or the, there's a couple of other guys, um, Shams Charania. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He, he's, and that's, he's like mini Woj. Woj is apprentice at, at the vertical. That's right. If those yeah. guys say it, it's fact. And that's you what I, I just. So maybe that lends that maybe that lends some credence to what you were saying. Is is Kyrie tough to deal with? Mm. See a guy that's going to do his own thing. Is he not a good team guy? Um, that was the knock on Nerlens Noel. Now Nerlens Noel is nowhere near the player that Kyrie Irving is. But I just don't understand. Like, yes, you got a good deal. You got you got good return back. But the Nets improved enough to where it's not going to be a guaranteed number one pick. And if you're not getting Bagley, if you're not getting Doncic, if you're not getting that kid out of Arizona. Michael um, Porter. If you're not getting Michael Porter, if you, you know, it, and even then, like it is, and like you know, like even with those kids, you just gave up Kyrie Irving, who was already one of the be- best basketball players in the NBA. Like I know he wants out, I get that, but but he's I don't know. contracted. He is he's contracted. And this is not European soccer. He's Guys, a, he wasn't sitting out a year and losing all that money. No, hell no. And this is not this is not like a Coutinho Liverpool situation where, or or any of those situations. American sports does not work like that. No. If you don't play, they'll tell you to go fuck yourself, and they can basically do whatever they want to you. And it's gonna hurt you long term. Yes, for endorsement, no. much like that. Mm. And and we both know Kyrie with his Uncle Drew thing. They're making a movie off of that. So I just don't – There's just the huge thing I don't get is why Cleveland would give him the Boston. I, I like the return. We both like the return. I just don't understand. There's not any comparable deal out there. You had to give them – and you could hear my hatred in this because I hate the Celtics, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with saying that because I'm a Sixers fan. I'm supposed to. But it just like, – it, it's a Cleveland Cavaliers who you shouldn't even have had this much of good luck. You had the league gift you Kyrie Irving, and then you give yeah. him away. He doesn't want to be there anymore because he doesn't like LeBron James. And it's just, I know, I guess I'm kind of sounding like a big pussy now. But I don't know. Do you have anything more to say on this trade? No, I, I think, I, 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 I found it weird. When I saw the announcement that they were in talks, I was like, really? You're going yeah. to trade your second best player to your biggest rival in the East? Because he doesn't want to be there anymore, even though he's contracted for two more years, there's not like a thing that he's contracted for one more year. If you, he's contracted for two, worst case scenario, you keep him, you make him sit on your bench until he agrees to stop sulking, and then you go and try and win a ring. Then LeBron leaves next year, and you turn the ke- the keys to the car over, and you say, right, this is your machine. Now, we can extend you because we've got all this cap room now that LeBron's gone. So here's your Mega Max extension. Or you wait till the trade deadline when everybody's willing to overpay. Exactly. And you find a sucker. I found the timing strange. I like the return they got. And I think, like, yeah, they don't want to go to Cleveland. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland as a free agent. The guys that have gone there recently went there either as draft picks or because they wanted to play with LeBron, but nobody wants to go there. So even if, like, worst case scenario, Love leaves as a free agent, LeBron leaves, and Kyrie leaves in two years. Say that's the situation. So they've now got an empty cap. Nobody wants to go there. So nobody's going to go, oh, Cleveland are up for me, the max. Well, let me go straight to Cleveland and just send my career into the into the abyss. Yeah. But if you get Isaiah Thomas, a guy who was the last pick in the draft, and has the biggest chip on his shoulder that a small man has ever carried around. And you turn, you say to him in a year, right, LeBron is gone. This is your show now. Here's the keys to the city. And here's some Max deal to go and enjoy yourself. He's going to take it because that bird, bird right contract that he'd get from them will be much bigger than what he'd get from anyone else. So I think, I think what they've done is they've, set themselves up 
for a future of being between the five and eight seed. Yeah. But I think in Cleveland that's enough. And I think they'll still sell out that arena. They'll still come and cheer the team on because they got their ring. That that, that it, monkey's off the back. They, these aren't people that, that are just overly demanding. These are people that love their teams. So I think if Cleveland are decent and can make the playoffs every year, the fans mm-hmm. will be kept happy. And then maybe you, you strike it lucky in the draft. But I'm just looking at the, the Brooklyn Nets roster. And, you know, they picked up Alan Crabb, who I think is a decent player. They got Damari Carroll, who's going to have a point to prove. Obviously, they got Mozgov and, and Russell in the trade. Oh, yeah. I, I think they've got a pretty good team. I don't, they're not going to make the playoffs, but it wouldn't surprise me if they were like the 10th best team. Yeah, I mean, again, East. and here's the thing, Dave, like, even if they're the worst team, it doesn't guarantee you the no. top. That's like, that's, I know it, it's, it gives you better chances, but we've seen it before. We've seen it before where the worst team gets like the third pick. Yeah. And then you're, oh shit, well, I can't control this draft. And now I have nothing to trade up and get the guy I really wanted. I just, uh, for me, where's the leadership in Cleveland at? What are they? They, they, well, they, they muck David Griffin around. Exactly. And that, and that's, and that's a huge concern for me. So who, who's pulling the trigger on this trade? Who in their right mind? Well, Chelsea Billups turned the job down. Yeah, and you know why? Zero experience. Walked yeah. in, looked around, and thought, "This is not for me." It's a nightmare. And how many how many opportunities do you get to be a GM in the NBA? And Chauncey Billup said, "Nah, no thanks. I'll go yeah. back to the three on three league I'm involved in." Yeah, and I'll do ESPN because yeah. ESPN are offering more money. No, they weren't. No, they yeah, weren't. that's absurd. Not a hope is GM. that true. GM, no, no way. Big money in the NBA. Huge so, money. Yeah. There's not a hope that that's that he looked at that situation. Nobody wants to work for Dan Gilbert. The man is a moron. He's an imbecile. He's not fit to run an NBA franchise. He's been blessed at the situation he's had in the last few years. LeBron came back in spite of him, not because of him. Um, and LeBron has proven his point now that he he is bigger than Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. Yeah, he'll, he'll take his ball and go wherever. And the Cavs will settle into being a mid, mid-level mid team. They'll win the odd playoff series and everybody will be fine with it because they won their ring. And if they have to wait 50 more years for other, they'll wait 50 more years. You know? Well, just remember, Cleveland, you deserve this because you, you just you can't make that trade, in my opinion, not to a rival. Nobody does that in sports. That's just asinine. So let's be done with that and we'll move to Twitter questions. Good? Uh, all right. Our first is from at Ricardinho, eighteen ninety two. Rick is a good friend of the pod. Um, big NBA fan, big Boston Celtics fan, so he'll probably have a lot to say about this. He asked, "How good could the Phoenix Suns be down the line if they draft Marvin Bagley, or do you think another team would be a better fit for him?" Um, it's see, it's so hard to know what other teams are going to be in the mix for him. Mm-hmm. Because he'd be a great fit on the Lakers, but the Lakers aren't going to have their pick. So, of all the teams that we know are going to suck, yeah, he'd probably be, he'd probably be the best fit there. And all of a sudden, you know, if Bender takes off and is a is a player, and then they have Bagley and Jackson and Booker, and yeah, that's. That's a team that looks ready to go, and I mean they're they're a good fit for Porter Jr. as well because he could play a small ball four. Um, they're a good fit for Dajic. What about the Knicks? Nobody wants to go to the Knicks, and I would never wish it upon a young man like this uh, to be suffer to suffer through the James Dolan um, ownership. But he would be great. With Porzingis. I think so, so. Yeah, that, that's uh, he'd what I'd be scary that's... good with Porzingis. Yeah. But the the I... Knicks aren't going to be bad enough unless they, unless they trade Mellow. Which is probably going to happen, I, I believe. I think it will. I don't know how, but I don't, I don't think, he doesn't like New York, the team anymore. No. And, I, and there's no reason in theory for him to be there because they're going to win nothing. So but why? You know where he might look great if, if the Lakers stink and Boston get lucky? Oh, he'd look good on that Celtics team. 
You know you're not making this pod any better for oh, me, right? Oh, he'd look real good. This is my... See, what's happened here is I had a go at Danny Ainge a few weeks ago and said that I thought he'd had a poor off-season. We and both did. This is the revenge of Danny Ainge. Leprechaun, look. Don't ever underestimate Leprechaun, look. I'm an I'm half Irish and half Italian. I know that Leprechaun, look. So, I, yeah, I just... I don't know. I mean, this Bagley kid is already playing with NBA players in the summer, and he's shitting all over them. I mean, he, he I, I watched highlights of him against DeMar DeRozan, who was an NBA All-Star and is a very good player for the Toronto Raptors, and he made him look like he was like a, a grade school player. He, and he's legit that good. And he's a kid who reclassified his high school his high school year because he could because he was old enough. And he, he signed to play at my team, Duke, which I'm excited is all hell about, and he's only going to play one year. He wouldn't play there at all if he was allowed to go straight to the NBA. But, yeah, the Knicks, I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's hard to know who would be up there right now, but the Suns he would be fantastic with. He's just an incredible player. Um, we got a question from Mr. Lopez again, Mr. Marco Lopez, another good friend of the pod. He wants to know what your favorite basketball movie is. His is Blue Chips for the Players and Coach Carter for the Message. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, Very. They're they are two of mine. Um, I think Survive in Advance mm. is probably up there. Although that, I know that's in, that's a a thirty for thirty, but it's still kind of a movie. It is. Um, God, Glory Road. <laughs> okay, Glory I was. Road? That, that is Glory Road. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Two thousand six. Yeah. Glory Road is is probably because of. What it stands for, and it's just a really good film. Yeah, Glory Road. So I would say he got game, because I'm a massive massive Denzel Washington fan, one of my favorite actors. It's a great movie. Um, Ray Allen plays Jesus Shuttlesworth. Um, I was tempted with Hoosiers, but um, Hoosiers is a little bit overrated, though. For me, it is. Now, you may, you may run into some other Americans who may tell you to go fuck yourself, but I am actually in agreement with you. I think it is a little overrated. Like it's, it's very good, but I just think it's become overrated over the years. Yeah, people talk about it too much, and the more you watch it, the more it's dated. Mm. Um, there's a couple other ones, like I love White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. Um, that was a great movie. Basketball Diary, Leo DiCaprio was very good. Um, one of Leo's first. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll give another shout because I'm a big Tupac fan to Above the Rim. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Um, yeah, that was one of my, early early nineties, so not yeah. 90s, yep, I think nineties. Yep, yep, that was one of my uh, favorites too because I'm uh, Tupac's the man. So um, my sister might listen to this. So just on the theme of basketball being played on screen, I have to mention One Tree Hill. I know it's not a film. I know it's a TV series. Oh my god, she loves that show, so I have to mention it. Okay, I, I will not make fun of your sister, but no. if you are listening, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Go ahead. <laughs> no, um, no, like Blue Chips is, is is good, and there's a couple of great scenes in it, and obviously Penny and Shaq are just phenomenal. <laughs> but um, yeah, Glory Road for me. I just think you know, number one, it's a true story, um, and and just the story that it tells and what it signifies is is just massive. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great actually it's a great movie, but it doesn't really get talked a lot about in the best sports movies. No. Um, but I would agree with you; it's very good. Um, next Twitter question comes from at JP twenty three X JP. He's asking, who do you think would be the best soccer player? He said football. Sorry, um, one second, I have to mention Finding Forrester. Oh, I really Sh- like that film. Sean Connery, brilliant. Oh, so you gotta, you gotta say this John Connery movie, didn't you? You had to feel yeah. to put that in there. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> so he's asking, who do you think would be the best football slash soccer player in the NBA? Of NBA players? Of NBA players. Who do you think? I like it because it's an outside the box question. I thought it was pretty cool. Now, Kobe Bryant, who is not in the NBA anymore, is actually a very talented yeah. soccer player. Was born, a lot of people either maybe realize this or don't realize this, was born in Italy, speaks it's fluent Italian, and is a massive soccer fan, but he's not in the league anymore. Steve Nash was a very good soccer player, is not in the league anymore. 
So I'm going to give it to my boy JoJo. And you're going to say, get the fuck out of here. Joel Embiid can't play football. He actually can. He, he was, can. He's I've very seen, I've good. I've seen the clips. He's very good. He grew up playing it, and he just had a massive growth spurt, like um, you know, a lot of NBA players. But he's very good at it. He's played with some of the best, you know, pickup games, best players in the world. So I'm going to say Joel Embiid. It's probably a European guy because they probably grew up playing it. It's probably someone like Dragic, or it might be Manu from Argentina. Um. Oh, I guys, I've guys I think that would translate the best. I think Russell Westbrook as a box-to-box central midfielder would be an absolute freak of nature. Got the energy. Got the size, got the power, energy. You're looking at Paul Pogba with 30 pounds extra on him. Yeah, yeah, that's I'll, true. I'll take Russell Westbrook. That's a shout and a half. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking like that. Um, last Twitter question I believe we have, I think. Yeah, last Twitter question we have is from Ali, and uh, I always mess his tag up, but I think it's at at Jolino, um, and he's another Toronto native like yourself. So he, this is going to be a little tougher, so we'll probably do this together. He wants us to fill your ultimate NFL team made entirely of NBA players, but he wants us to just stick to the offensive side. So the offense line might be a little difficult, maybe not. What do you think? You want to just do wide receivers, running backs, and the quarterback? Um, well, if we're picking an offensive line, like your offensive line is basically retired players. It's like Charles Barkley at center, um, Carl Malone at left tackle, like that that kind of guy. Yeah, um, like Shaq has great feet, put him at tackle. Exactly, you know. Um, but if we're just picking the skill positions, um, Russell Westbrook, I think, is the running back. Me too. Um, I think LeBron is your tight end. Yes, would agree. Um, you may disagree with this one, but I'll put I'd put Ricky Rubio a quarterback. Never in your life. Yeah, he's <laughs> the best passer in the league. But he's he's short. He's six foot four. Is he that big? He's six foot four. He's the same height as Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback ever. That he must be six foot four in Spain. He's not in America, he so is no, he's six foot four in America. He's not my quarterback. Fine, just like wrong. just, uh, I just respect like... your opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of receivers, can I can I say one receiver before you go? Because yeah, I go. think I don't know I don't know how quick he is per se, but because of his length, Kevin Durant's got to be one of my receivers. That's exactly who I was thinking of. <laughs> um, depending on what you want, the other side. If you want like just a big target, you could probably go for someone like Hassan Whiteside. Like, just to throw the ball up to, like, Megatron. Okay. Um, or if you want, like, a, a slot receiver type of guy. See, that's where I would stick Ricky Rubio. Stick his scrawny ass in there. No, I'm not getting him hurt. I want him protected. Still love, <laughs> still love Ricky. <laughs> um, it, it, I don't know. Like, Kyrie as a slot receiver. And he's got long arms. That's yeah. the thing. And he's, he's got, got quick the vertical. Feet and he can turn. He's got the vertical. I like him in the slot. So I need to think of a quarterback, and we both need to think of two more receivers. Um, damn, this is hard. James Harden, maybe. Hmm. He is tall enough. James Harden uh, is he? Is he fast enough? Is Tom Brady fast? No, but he's a quarterback. Not a, you meant you meant uh, a receiver. No, sorry, you know, I, meant a, I meant James Harden, a quarterback. I would be okay with him. I don't you know like I, left-handed quarterbacks, though, as a rule. Neither do I. I don't like I don't like left-handers in general, so anybody out there who's left yeah, I don't like... left-handed, you're listening. Turn it off now. They creep, this yeah. podcast is not for you. Yes, you, you people creep me out because you're weird. <laughs> so I finally figured out who my quarterback is, and you're probably going to be like, that's ridiculous. Ben Simmons, I'm, I'm just I'm throwing you off. No, it's not Ben Simmons. No, Ben Simmons has to prove. I think he's going to be a fantastic player, but he hasn't done it yet. No, I, um, Steph Curry is my uh, quarterback. He's I'm waiting. For, I'm, I know. I was waiting for the backlash. He's shorter. He's skinnier. He's not he's, as good a passer. 
Smarter. I'm going with the smarter guy. I don't. Smarter. Why is he I don't, smarter? Because he speaks English as his first language. I don't like Spanish guys. I don't like Spanish players. I don't like Ricky Rubio. Go back to Spain. I don't like you. Um, Ricky, I love you. <laughs> so I need... And your beard and long hair combination looks great. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. He looks homeless because he got traded. <laughs> he got traded to Utah. It's cold there. I know it's, that's, cold. That's, I know it's cold in Minnesota as well. It's colder in Minnesota. Um, that's wouldn't... If, wouldn't um, your, your offensive line, like, you're going to go with big blocks. So DeAndre Drummond... Um, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, for sure. Or Andre would, Drummond, sorry. DeAndre and, Jordan. Yeah, I would put Joel on there because nobody's getting past that Joel, wingspan. Kevin Love at center because he's, you know, good with the ball. Well, you got to put Carl Anthony Towns up there too because he's got the of feet. Of course, who's, that's your left tackle. It's, it's the feet. You yeah, need the feet. got to move down yep. quick feet. That's so, yeah, the quick That's pretty feet. much, that's our offensive line then. You've got Joel, Drummond, Love, Jordan, Towns. Would you throw? Would you throw John Wall as a receiver? You know what? We might need Ben Simmons as quarterback just to be able to see over those guys. That's a good point. Now, John, now John Wall as a receiver is an outstanding shout because he can run and he can jump, and I would not want to cover a guy like that who can run and jump like that. Um, I don't really know who else. A lot of the big guys I would not put in there. Maybe Paul George. Um. I don't think... No, you know who it is? It's Jimmy Butler. Oh, Jimmy Butler, okay. your Anquan Bolden type. He'll get you eight receptions I, a game. He's tough. Not big gains, but he'll get ten yards a time. I just realized that we're missing the obvious one. We're missing the total obvious one who would be our number one receiver. And I'll, I'll let you figure it out. I'll give you two seconds. Kawhi Leonard. Yes, that's the guy. <laughs> he's our number one receiver. Because no, he's got- here's what we're doing. We're putting LeBron at quarterback. Okay, I'm Kawhi actually fine with Kawhi is your tight end. Ooh. And there's 20 yards every time. That's our Gronkowski, but better. Yeah, just He's... throw it up, he'll catch it, it's fine. Doesn't need to be near him, LeBron, don't worry about accuracy, just get it in his direction. Them yeah. hands, them, them arms and them hands, he'll catch it. Yes, he will. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's our NBA team, so that was actually, that was fun. Um, that's our end of our Twitter questions. Uh, let's move on to the next thing. Next thing I wanted to talk about was, and I don't even know if it's a really big thing. I'm not really perturbed by it, but I do want to talk about now Manila Scouser, my um, fellow Filipino. He actually brought it up. Your thoughts on the tapping up accusations from the Pacers to the Lakers. And I'm going to ask you, it's kind of a two-part thing. Do you think this even really matters? Um, it, it does seem that Magic was very arrogant about it, the Paul George. Um, it, for people who don't know, it's Basically, Paul George came out and said, "I'm going to be. Tra- I want to be traded, and I want to play with the Lakers." Magic Johnson goes on a late night American talk show and gives the wink, wink, like, "Yeah, he's going to be here." For people who don't know that, that's tampering. Now it goes on in every sport. We know this, but to do that and have the arrogance to do it on national TV is a bit different. Now, I'm Rob, not sure if it was arrogance or stupidity. I, I, I don't know with him because I don't think he's a dumb man. No, he's not, but he might just be naive enough to think, well, I'm magic, I'll get away with this, it's fine. That's I'm what nice. I... Nobody will care. Yeah, he just smiles and people melt and they forget yeah. what he's... Do you know, like, this is, it's not like he went and spoke to Jordan, who nobody likes because he's not a nice person. Um, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, I think it's just sour grapes from Indiana. I think it's just sour grapes because... They're looking around and everybody slated the trade. Everybody said you didn't get enough for him. And, you know, like, they're a franchise on the wane. They're one of the historic franchises and Indiana is the home of basketball in many ways. But I just don't see it. Like, sorry, Kansas is the home of basketball, but, you know, (laughs) Hoosiers and all that. Sure, sure. So, Indiana's like one of the homes of basketball. Um, and like it, 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 they're just a franchise that's, that thought they were on the verge of winning a championship a few years ago. And now all those guys are gone. Yep. They really don't have anything to show for them. Um, they're maxed out and, and they're just, they're in a bit of a dip and the, their ownership is a weird situation. Their, you know, structure's weird because 
Larry Bird resigned, but he's not really gone. He's a consultant now. And what does that mean? And Kevin Pritchard's not very good at his job. And now he's been promoted, but his contract was up. And it, no one really knows what's going on. And this just seems like a way to, like, you know, I have this. I've stolen this from your house. Mm-hmm. Well, you should go into your neighbor's house and see if they had anything stolen. It, it just seems like a distraction to try and take a bit of the focus off how poor Indiana done with their assets over the last few years and their draft picks. Um, it happens all the time. Like, it does. Like, there's just no way it doesn't happen. Like, we have this morator- moratorium in free agency. You're not allowed to speak to free agents until midnight. And then at, at 10 seconds past midnight, oh, Jeff Teague <laughs> has, re- has agreed to a 54 million three-year deal with Minnesota. And he agreed in those 10 seconds? Did he really agree in those 10 seconds? I mean, yeah, it's and that's just nonsense. And the NBA just need to tell Indiana, shut up. Just, I just, magic, be careful in the future. Indiana, shut up. It's just, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it is sour grapes and I don't understand why the NBA even has this. You have players just on Twitter and Instagram just tapping each other up left yeah. and right. LeBron I mean, you James see- has openly said he wants to play with Carmelo, Chris Paul, and Dwayne Wade, yep. none of whom are teammates of his. That's tampering. The we've banana boat team. <laughs> the banana. We've had these ridiculous things where Drake went on stage and got the whole uh, crowd here in Toronto to, to start chanting, you know, we love KD or something like that, because he was yeah, trying to recruit right. Kevin Durant. And because he was loosely associated with the franchise as like an ambassador... Toronto gets sanctioned. It's like, what? Yeah, I just, it's, it's, it's silly. Um, before we move on to our last topic, I do want you to, because I, I didn't ask you the first time, we'll both do it, but grade that Kyrie trade for both sides out I of think, 10. I think it's an A- minus for Boston, and I think it's a B for Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, I would. I think I would, it would be. A, I think it would be an A for Cleveland because of the reasons I gave. If they hadn't traded them in the in the East. Yeah, yeah. I think I would. I would go lower with them because I just. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that it's all motion right now. I love the trade for the Celtics. Obviously, I would give it an A or an A minus. Um, no, I would give it an A for sure. I don't know how I could give a minus to Kyrie Irving, and they did. Cleveland got back good assets, but I just have a big problem with dealing. In the East, to your biggest rival right now. That's why I just I can't understand it. It's just crazy. So, before we end the night, Dave and I used like we like to talk about an NBA legend, and tonight we're going to do one of Mr. Hendricks' favorite, one of my favorite as well, but one that's probably closer to your heart than mine, and that is Mr. One Kevin Garnett. Um, Kevin Garnett was the first, well, not the first player. Moses Malone was the first player directly out of high school, but he was drafted right out of high school, played with the Minnesota Timberwolves for, I don't even remember how many years. It was at 95 to what? Oh seven. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was the number fifth overall pick in the 1995 draft. Um, will easily be a hall of famer. I was an NBA champion in 2008, won an MVP award, which I actually forgot about, but he won it in 04. 15-time All-Star. Uh, All-Star he, Game MVP. All-Star Game MVP. Won his championship with this with... Nine-time really, All-NBA selection. I think four or five times in the first team. He was Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, eight, great. Eight, def- eight or nine times All-Defensive First Team and a couple of times in the Defensive Second Team. You know, multiple-time rebounding champion, I think five, four or five. <coughs> just, just a player. A freak. Just a, um, a leader. One of the best leaders you'll have. Yeah. Like any, any sport. Not even just basketball. Any sport. Who? So, for I know we, you have a lot of soccer fans that follow you, and you have 45,000 requests that you don't um, pay attention to every day. But who would you... Compare Kevin Garnett to on a soccer pitch. Ooh, I think Roy Keane. Yeah, that's what um, that's, I, I think the same. Early in his career, uh, a fantastic offensive player. Um, later in his career, became 
arguably the best defensive player in the league, uh, an incredible leader, an organizer, a motivator, basically a coach on on the court. Um, one of the all-time great trash talkers, sometimes overstepped his bounds to the point where some friends of his actually wanted to fight him, including Carmelo Anthony. Oh yeah. Um, just and but like you're talking about a true all rounder here. Like there's a lot of guys who are great players and they're great at two or three things, but Kevin Garnett was great at everything. Like, this guy didn't have a weakness in his game. He could do everything. And you look at his numbers, and I think he's like seventeenth all time in scoring. Ninth all time in rebounding. Um, and he assists. He's 47th all time in assists. He's on and his, guys, I think he's 6'11. 6'11. He's a power forward who played center. He's 17th all time in steals. And if I'm not mistaken, all the guys except, oh, Carl Malone and Hakeem Olajuwon are the only guys with more steals than him who weren't, yeah. who weren't guards. And he's also on the blocks list. He's 17th all-time in blocks. I'd have to sit and actually look at these lists, but to my knowledge, he's the only guy ever in all top 50 in all of those. Now, he'll drop out of the assists one as things as time goes on. Yeah, sure. But, you know... He's two, so yeah, he probably... And and his, remember, his averages dropped in the later years of his career because he wasn't good in Brooklyn. Um, and when he came back to Minnesota, he couldn't really play, but he could still play defense. Mm-hmm. 1.39 blocks per game, uh, 1.27 steals per game, 3.7 assists per game, 10 rebounds per game, and in terms of scoring, like I said, 17 dull time. Basically 18 points 18 a game. 18 points a game. Yeah. You know, like. And that's dragged down, like you said, by. By his last few years. Yeah, and including I think that last Celtics year too, maybe the last two Celtics years. Yeah, because he was he, he was, was broken down after, after his knee went. He he was yeah. struggling. Like I honestly think Kevin Garnett is a top fifteen player of all time. I think he's the second best power forward of all time after Tim Duncan. I was going to ask you that. Do you do you you classify him as a power forward? Yeah, like my... he's definitely a power forward. I mean, he came into the league as a small forward. Remember, he played as a small forward at Minnesota for a long time. Gugliotta was the power forward. Mm-hmm. Then he, he transitioned to uh, to small forward. And later in his career, he, he played a bit of center as well. Um, but this is a guy. This is one of the first big guys who came in and could play like a guard. Yeah. Who grew up like another guy who had one of those massive growth spurts. But he, he, could, he could handle the ball really, really well. He could. Um, he could shoot the ball very well, too. Yeah. Freakish, freakish athleticism. Like... If he'd wanted to, he could have easily developed a reliable three-point shot and become a proper stretch four, stretch five. But he he, he was more of a mid-range type of player. He could play in the post, but because he's six eleven and skinny, um, playing in the in the post was quite a a physical kind of beat down for him. So he tended to play more in the mid-range. But he was just like he was he was money from sixteen feet. You just couldn't stop him. That high release, knew his spots, could get to his spots flawlessly. Um, and what I really like about him is he always talks about the people that got him where he is. He talks about his high school coaches. He talks about the work Kevin McHale did with him day after day after day. McHale was a general manager. Yeah. Day after day after day, he came down and spent a couple of hours working with Kevin Garnett. Um, this guy, he embraced the city of Minnesota. The, the Timberwolves were a train wreck before he got there. They were. A train wreck when he left. But and he gave time, every- uh, Yeah, he, oh, everything. Like, and he gave him every chance to get better. He didn't want to leave. Let's be honest. He didn't want to leave. No, I don't think he did Kevin either. Kevin McHale traded him for it, as a favor, as a, as a reward for what he'd given to Minnesota. And as, you know, as, as life goes, life goes in cycles. By the time he came back to Minnesota, right at the end of his career, the Wolves were on the up again, Towns and Wiggins. It was really nice to see that. I'd love him to be back involved. I'd love him to be 
you know, a part owner, even like even a coach. I know he doesn't want a coach, but I just think he's got so much to offer. He work goes he goes and works with the Clippers and with the Bucks and with a bunch of teams working with their bigs. I think I, I think I read somewhere he's planning to work with Embiid this year. He is um, for a couple of days. So like, kind of what Hakeem did when he re- retired. But and like, it's- if you ask me to name my all-time NBA starting five. He's in it. He doesn't deserve to be in it because he's not one of the five best players ever. But he's in it because he's the greatest player that's ever played for my team. He's the greatest player that probably, unless Towns overtakes him, he's the greatest player I'm ever going to see in Minnesota. Um, and like, like I say, he embraced that city when nobody else would. Nobody else, anybody else just couldn't wait to get out of there because it's cold and Kind of it's yeah, it's, it's it's not a destination, you know. People they've had their share of very good players slash great players, but yeah, I mean, if Towns ever gets anywhere near his level consistently, you're gonna have a hell of a franchise yeah. player. Um, but I know we talked about, we both agree that Tim Duncan is the best power forward ever. I would yeah. I would say, but how big do you think the gap is between so, him? And, I agree. So. Say the same thing. Timmy's a better offensive player, but not defensively. But Garnett's a better defensive player, and but I, I don't think the gap is big in either direction. I think, I think if you swap them round, if I think if Garnett had been drafted in in San Antonio, he probably has five rings. Yeah, I, I don't think, think it's any different. You know, I think Timmy would have. Timmy might have been able to get another, but. Um, I, I just, I think it's, I think it's literally, it's, it's razor thin, the, 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 the gulf between them. Um, there's certainly, you know, in my time watching the NBA and understanding it, not like when I was a, a kid and I started watching it first and I just liked, you know, the stars like Jordan and Barkley and all that, um, cause of the dream team and, and we get like the big games or whatever on TV. But as, when I became a proper fan of the NBA, um, those two guys are two of my favorite players, and they're like they're not the traditional like most people name their favorite player, and it's you know, yours is probably Allen Iverson or yeah or any any LA fan it's it's Kobe or whatever you know the guys that are flashy that get those massive big numbers. Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett don't have the the numbers like the per game numbers in terms of scoring. But you look across the board, and as all-rounders, as leaders, as as everything you'd want as a franchise piece, that's why for me, of that generation, it goes Timmy, KG, then Kobe, then AI. They're my four from that generation, in that order. Yeah, and the, and Kevin Garnett was just such a unique player in that, like he, if you dogged it. He was going to let you know, and if you didn't pick it up, he was going to let you know, and then you weren't going to play on that team. Mm. He did like a big baby. Yeah, he made, he made that man cry. It made a grown man cry, and this was in practice. This mm. is how t- Kevin Garnett is maybe the most intense person on the face of the earth. Yeah, that's why I don't know if he'd ever be a good coach because I don't know he can't rein that in. He'd probably be ejected. Yeah, no, he, he wouldn't be. He he wouldn't ex- like he'd have the same problem that Franz Beckenbauer had. And yeah, he wouldn't yep. know how to deal with players that weren't of his of, of his level. Yeah, it would frustrate the hell out of him that he couldn't do what he could do. Yeah. But before we're done talking, I have a trivia question for you about Garnett. He was traded to the Celtics in 2007. Do you remember the players they, that Minnesota got back? Oh God, um, Al Jefferson was That's one. one. Yep. Gerald Green was another. Yep. Seb Telfer was another. Right. Theo Ratliff? Yeah, that's that's the last one is really hard. I didn't I didn't know if you would get Ratliff. I was gonna give you there the six. There was a draft pick as well. Yep. It was a top three protected first round pick. Yeah. Actually we we got their draft pick and we got our pick back. Yep. Because we traded our pick to them with Wally Serbiak for someone terrible. 
Ricky Davis trade? Ricky Davis, yeah. Someone like awful. Um, how did we give one... up a pick in Wally Serbiak for Ricky Davis? Who <laughs> made that decision? Um, You're I, missing I, one more I don't player. know who that other player is. And he was never any good. It was Ryan Gomes. Oh, God. I believe he played for Providence, but I'm not even going to check, but I'm almost positive he was a Providence player. Like, it's it's a poo-poo platter. Like, that's that's 25 <laughs> cents on the dollar. Massively. Um, you're, that's, not a, that's not a good trade from Minnesota. And this is what I mean when I say that I think Danny Ainge is overrated. His good friend Kevin McHale has done him a favor there. We'll take yes, all did. your crap. And yep. Here's one of the best players in the league. Look, Al, Al Jefferson went on and had a good career. Gerald Green is still in the league, and he's an okay player. He's like a good ninth or tenth man. The rest of that is just crap. A top three protected pick. Like, please. I think that's the pick, if I'm not mistaken, that's the pick that we used to bypass Steph Curry and draft Johnny Flynn. Yes, yes it is. Which is, so Johnny Flynn is the last piece in that draft. <laughs> um, and obviously the other one we got back was our own pick, which we got Ricky with. Yes. So that, but that was our own pick that we should never, so Johnny Flynn. Like if we got Curry out of the deal, that's you'd a sort big... of look at it and go, that's fine. It's sure. Still not, it's still not great. It's not a good trade, but it's, it's fine. You're okay with it. Steph becomes a really good player. Four years after KG leaves, fine. <laughs> um, and and you know, there's Rubio and Steph maybe would have worked as a backcourt in a very funky kind of way. But my God, what a trade! Yeah, it was. That's I up mean, there. That's up there with some of them Philadelphia trades, like the Barkley trade or the Iverson trade. You have to keep putting salt I right do. in every oh, si- by the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> all right listen that's that's finished for tonight on that note um and just so everybody knows i i will never let dave talk about ricky rubio again um he is not my quarterback um there's gonna so be do a ricky all- rubio segment week, yeah. <laughs> when the season starts we're having weekly ricky rubio stats ricky rubio, rubio updates on the utah jazz yeah so <laughs> gonna be fun to have- watch this year yeah we'll see do you have uh, anything to plug before we go? Oh, ru- there's rumours that I'm doing loads of podcasts this coming weekend, but uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up. <laughs> yeah, I, I I try to tell people this, and I'm getting I'm getting people who I don't even know who are messaging me and saying, "Dave, can you accept? Can Dave accept my request?" And I'm like, "Look, uh, here's I'm what not, happened. Not, not doing that." A couple that, of months ago, I cleared all my follower requests because I can never find them when people like say, "Oh." My friend sent you a request. I cleared them all and I thought, what I'll do is I'll just keep an eye on them and every so often I'll go in and I'll go through them and I'll, I'll you know, approve some of them. Not all of them. I'm going to approve all of them. I just opened my account. Um, and then I didn't do it for ages and now I have 5,000, like literally about two weeks ago I had 5,000 pending requests again and I'm still getting them. So... Unfortunately, if you sent me a follow request, no, I cannot approve it because I can't find it. So, cancel it. Tweet me and tell me you're going to send it to me. I'll like it if I see it and then send it to me. And if I don't accept it, it's just because you're not a nice person. There you go, folks. So, stop fucking bothering me. I like my followers how they are. Um, If I had the followers that some of these guys have, I couldn't deal with it. Um... But I like the people I talk to, it's excluding good. Dave. So, <laughs> so you're just you're just um, all salty about them. <laughs> you I, I I really am. Yeah, that that, that, I, that doesn't. What suck. we'll do as well, we'll have like once a month, we'll have like a a, 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 a like a, a, a memorial to some terrible Philadelphia trade. Doesn't have the NBA. We'll we'll. Uh, that's the sad part. That, we'll you do all sports. And that's you know you know it's funny people. He's actually dead serious because you yeah. can actually pick. All four of our major sports. Oh, I'm and sure the union have made a couple of stinkers as well. We'll go all five sports on this. Yeah, you can even do that for the people who care about the union. Um, I've been to their games and don't give a shit about them, but they are good experiences. Um, and I, I guess it's a, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than going to an Eagles game. Um, so, all right. Well, on that note, 
we will finish. Dave may or may not be podcasting this weekend. I am not podcasting this weekend. I have a wedding in New York City, but we will see you all next week with episode nine. And we'll try to hash out more of this Kyrie trade and see what else goes down in the NBA. Until then, trust the process. I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.